to the Raider Nation Podcast, and I'm your host as always, Raider Greg, with this show on the day that we're supposed to find out if the Players Union and the owners got together and made the deal, made the dirty deal. And evidently it didn't happen because uh, everyone's scrambling for the so-called Plan B, which is not Plan A, and that's the one everybody wanted was Plan A. Looks like many teams are going to have to dump their key players. The Broncos wasted no time in dropping Trevor Price and a couple other players, and so did the Raiders. I'll go over that in just a moment. But uh, the Players Union with Gene Upshaw and the owners are at ends. Of course, it happens every time there's a contract dispute, and I'll get into that story in a little bit. We're going to talk about what's going on with our quarterback situation, who the Raiders have uh, kicked out of the nest, and uh, what we see as the team's future here as far as the cap is concerned because, you know, we're all we're about $25 million at this point over the cap limit because, you know, a lot of people are confused about this. And I'll just dive into this right now. If the owners would have come to an agreement with the players' union, it would have increased everyone's salary. Thus, it would have raised the cap, and they would have mutually agreed to raise the cap for all teams because, of course, the salaries are more to around $105 million. And that would have given everyone, including us, uh, a sigh of relief because we then could have gone out and got some free agents and done some moving and shaking. Um, that's the good, that's the bad thing. Well, the good thing, though, is because we do, we have a, a real slim cap room here, it might force the Raiders into dumping Collins unless he takes minimum salary. I'm hoping that we dump him and he doesn't take minimum salary, but I don't know. The personality of Kerry Collins shows me uh, the way he plays and the way he he looks like the proverbial deer in the headlights. I think he might be just paranoid enough to take a, a bad deal or a short deal or very little money just to have a team. Well, I haven't heard anybody fishing for Kerry Collins. No one's going knocking on our door for him. And of course, you know, it's funny how all the announcers throughout the season were saying, oh, you got to give the guy a chance, and people talking about our poor offensive line. And look, this is the proof in the pudding right here, Raider fans, that Kerry Collins ain't worth crap because nobody is stepping up to take the guy. He has a, a large cap head, of course, but hey, you know, Culpepper got re-signed. He got a $6 million bonus or deal. And there's a couple other quarterbacks that kept their job. They were on the edge. But, uh, man, I sure hope Kerry Collins doesn't make a deal. I'd rather see Walter play. That's kind of the, the place we are right now, Raider fans. And let me kind of get into that right now so that I can talk about that and see who the Raiders cut in this recent cap debacle i like to call it because that's what it is it's a debacle you got a plan a and plan b it's not a normal season where you know at least you have an idea of where you're supposed to go where your team is going those kind of things so the oakland raiders on their plan b and i think probably this is where their plan was all along but they're gonna have to dig deep like i said we're 25 26 million dollars over so they cut Ted Washington, which I thought was going to happen anyways, because he's kind of tired. And Ron Stone, which is kind of surprising, he is gone too, because he had some knee problems. Uh, Denard Walker, who didn't do very much last year, two tackles, I believe. And those three players, 
uh, saved us 12 million. So <laughs> we're still a little bit short. So there's going to have to be a whole lot of more moving and shaking from the Raiders organization. Of course, you know, we got rid of Gibson. Thank goodness. I've always wondered why we kept that guy. I think Al just kept waiting for him to mature or bloom or whatever. But uh, he never came out to do nothing. And I'm glad we cut him because he wasn't worth what he was being paid. That's for sure. Didn't tackle for nothing. He couldn't cover himself if he had to on a cold winter night. Now, Kerry Collins is going to hurt us with his cap. Kerry Collins is bound to make, uh, I think, $2.6 million. He didn't get that in March because they didn't pay him, I don't believe. Maybe they're still talking about it, but I don't think so. He's supposed to make $12.9 million against the cap this year. Uh, he went 7 for 21 in two years. 7 for 21. That's nothing. When you're paying somebody $12.9 million, you can give me that job. I'll take that job. Heck, on one bag leg and a sore arm, I could do 7 for 21. I could run around and throw the ball, hand it off. And, uh, heck, I'll take half that salary. Thank you very much. I know there's a whole bunch of other Raider fans that'll do that too. That's just the deal. Unfortunately, uh, the Raiders don't have the room. And, you know, Derek Gibson was a good one because he would have made $10 million. Uh, and no, thank you very much. Gibson wasn't worth that much. Matter of fact, he wasn't even worth what he paid him last year. But you know what? Al likes to hold on to people like that. Remember James Jett? Yes, we all do. So, of course, that was a situation there. Now, we have some new coaches here also. Now, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce this guy's name, so I might slaughter it. And, uh, well, I've slaughtered names before. Um, this is a new coach we have. And here's an interesting thing. Al is getting these guys, and these are a kind of a unheard of names. Uh, McElwain. Okay, I want to say that because it's M-C-E-L-W-A-I-N. I think that's correct. He came out of college in Eastern Washington, offensive coordinator for quarterbacks, coach uh, in the state of Montana, 1995 to 1999. And uh, he was special teams coach at Louisville from 2000 to 2002. Um, so there you go. He's going to be a quarterbacks coach and take John Shoup's place. I don't know where John Shoup's going. I wish he'd go out the door if he hasn't already. But then again, that's my opinion. Um, I can't help but uh, say that after reading the justfirejohnshoop.com uh, piece that the Bears put out on him. And, you know, this this seems to be a pretty good hire. You know, it's the lower-ranking coach. It's a, it's a quarterback's coach. You don't see a whole lot about him. I think we got another coach as well. We got two more guys. Lorenzo Ward. Uh, he's an outstanding coach, as he has a reputation for being an outstanding coach from Virginia Tech. Uh, he's a cornerbacks coach. Cornerbacks, I have a cold, so please excuse me if I sound, some words are going to blend a little, a little bit here, but that's the way it is. And I know a lot of you out there have this cold too, and it blows, seriously. Um, so uh, Ward seems to be a pretty good guy. He's an intelligent guy. He seems to have the right attitude for the Raiders. And he's a pretty good coach, and he's got a lot of reputation for having the right attitude to being an Oakland Raider. I believe he's going to be a natural Oakland Raider. He seems to be one of those guys that 
uh, plays hard, and expects everyone else to play hard as well. He was a coach at Chattanooga and Alabama. Prior to working with the running backs, he was a defensive back coach. So he's a, he's a good coach, and thank goodness we got him because we're going to need some good coaches back there, and hopefully these guys will come up big and uh, bring some of their knowledge in and help these new guys or the new old guys to uh, help us out here in this season. Along with that, those new faces that we got, uh, you know, I have to tell you that uh, we have a possibility of making some moves. The extension of this contract that the players and the team owners are going under should be something that should resolve itself in the next couple of days. And they have given themselves an extension to take care of business, which is a good thing. And in contract negotiations, I, for one, understand that uh, there are some issues when it comes to the hostilities between two parties that are trying to get a contract done. Because believe me, there's a lot of hostilities when the owners want to give up the money. They don't want to give up the money and the players, they're asking for more money. Well, the owners have the money. The players know they have the money. So give it on up. And let's play some football. Uh, we don't want to look like the National Hockey League and be punked again. Because I don't think, you know, I'm sure that the NFL could probably handle another strike. But who wants it? And you know what? I I don't think the football fans appreciate it. And, you know, that could be some kind of riot or something. Because I'd flip out for another strike. Because those strike years, they sucked. And I don't need to tell anybody that. Because you all know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes down to that. So, Raider fans, have faith. They're working on it right now, and they need to work on it a little bit harder. And that's what they've done. The deadline for free agency was extended until Monday. And what that does is it gives both sides an opportunity to kind of get a cooling period. Uh, we've done a lot in the NFL, and they've done a good job of keeping things together and parity and all that. Uh, it has shown that, you know, any team in any given year can be going to the Super Bowl. A nice thing, uh, possibly the Raiders. And, you know, I get a lot of laughter about that from my compadre around the firehouse. But I truly believe, and someone said that today. Someone told me that you Raider fans are always, always high in your team, no matter what. If they, if we, you know, I know they're going to suck. And here you are saying that they could possibly win. And I said, absolutely. And you know what? That separates us from many fans in the NFL. One of the big things that separates us from many fans is the passion that we have for our team. And you know what? It's not being foolish. It's not being, you know, dumb. It's not being, you know, blind. It's being a true fan. And I could not explain to this moron how it is to be a Raider fan. Because I just don't think he's got that much passion for anything in his life. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's what it is. You know, but I don't care. I know I'm a fan. It's good to be a Raider fan. And we are definitely set apart from other fans in the NFL uh, and any other fan, period. Baseball, basketball, any fan. There's no other fan in, in any sport that supports their team like the Oakland Raider fan. So let's get back to the story on Tag the Abu and the Owners. 
You know, it's a bizarre day. The owners began, began with a, a one-hour meeting at 8 o'clock in the morning in New York City, and they unanimously voted not to talk to the players' union. That was like their crybaby, we're not going to talk to you um, if you don't talk to us about what we want to talk about kind of situation. Now, I have to tell you that this is all, you know, it's all ploys. It's all a, a, a strange kind of dance, a dance around the issues. So they've given themselves until Monday to make something happen. Now, the players want uh, 60% of the revenue that the teams, all teams make. And it doesn't sound like much, but it ends up to be uh, some ungodly number like $360 million. That's a lot of money. Um, the difference between what they're asking and what the player, the, the owners are willing to give them, I think they're willing to give them 56.5%. I, th I thought I heard up to 58%. That's one of the sticking points. It's all about the money. Show me the money. And that's basically what's happening with that situation. And I hope it gets resolved because I believe that's why Kerry Collins hasn't been kicked out of the nest. I'm hoping it happens, but, you know, there's a double-edged sword for the Raiders. If we can come up to that $105 million cap, then we could be in, you know, we could be in tall cotton here because uh, we could get our free agents done. If we did get rid of Collins, which would be a blessing, we could get a, a veteran quarterback from somewhere and uh, start anew get this thing rolling next year open some eyeballs out there and you know i don't care about opening the eyeballs out there i i, I care more like shutting their eyeballs when their team gets pounced by the raiders i cannot wait to be victorious so many other fans every fan dolphins fans i mean everybody that beat us last year if they were a fan and that came and played the raiders and won I'm telling you, I haven't heard so much garbage in all my life. And I just say, hey, yep, you beat us, all right, that one year. But let's look how many years you lost to us. And how many times we punked you to a brutal beating. And, you know, they don't want to talk about that, of course. You know what? That's fine with me. I just can't wait to punk them all again, especially that Denver rat-faced Shanahan. I can't wait to see him. I'd love to see him get beat you know, he's sitting, you know, on a high horse right now, but uh, not for long, I would tell you. Not for long, because I think the Raiders are going to come back. I mean big. So, Raider fans, have faith, because we will be seeing an insane team in the not-too-distant future. Now, the Ravens seem to be a team that's shopping for a quarterback, and we're we're shopping for a linebacker. I've told you guys about this already. And I think we could make a deal. We could make a big deal because Kerry Collins, he's considered the Ravens' top option, if you can believe that. Now, I think maybe perhaps the thing to do with him is to ship his ass over to Baltimore and let Fossil, the Fossil, brothers him and Collins because they're both fossils go ahead and get on it and get down with it and <laughs> do the deal 
uh, and get it done. Get Collins out of here. I'd love to see that happen. And I'd love to see Ray Lewis get on over here. I'd be a great thing. I don't want no Kyle Bowler coming over here, but I'd sure like to have Collins, you know, bust out over to the Ravens, which would be a great thing. Uh, I can't wait to see that happen if it does happen. And, uh, well, who knows? It could happen, might not happen, and we won't know a whole lot for another couple days. So Raider fans, just hang in there. There's a whole lot of moving and shaking going on. The question here in everyone's mind in Raider Nation is, will we keep Collins? And they're kind of holding on to him. And I, it's making me nervous. I don't know if it's making anybody else nervous, but it's sure as heck making me extremely nervous. And uh, quite honestly, I don't want to see him here. I've told you before, I, I don't have any issues about telling it like it is. I certainly hope that we don't have that Kerry Collins freak back in Oakland. He doesn't deserve to be here. He should be, you know, somewhere else. How about Baltimore? Anywhere else. So Raider fans, that's basically what's happening with the Raiders and basically what's happening with the team and basically what's happening in the NFL. I'm sorry I have a cold, so this podcast is a little bit off because I'm a little bit off, you know, stuffy nose and all. I'm going to go over uh, the comments section of the Raider Nation podcast and as I do that, let me just tell you this. I have a partner here and a Raider brother, Sean, from the Raider Take. And I've told you guys many times, you've got to hit up his Raider Take. And I'm going to tell you again. Get on Sean's Raider Take uh, blog. It is an awesome, and I do mean awesome, situation. It's a beautiful, well-written... I mean, this guy should be a professional sports writer. And that's how good he writes. And I'm not blowing no smoke either. It's the real deal. He's the real deal. A true consummate Raider fan. Grew up family Raider fan. Excellent gentleman. And uh, I just want to share this with you all because it's important to know. I had uh, some comments here, so let's go to it. Let's go to what's going on. Uh, we have the assassin who came in on the comments page. The assassin. Head up dung named Tom. <laughs> he goes on to say, good show, Raider Greg. I agree with all your points, no matter how grim they may be. I'm sorry about that, fans. But you know what? We're moving on. We're moving up. We're moving away. Because we got what we got, and we're going on. The memories are vivid of Walsh's earlier run as our offensive coordinator. Predictable play calling, holding penalties, Haas knocked out of games. Ninety-four season was memorable. <laughs> Many picked the Raiders to go to the Super Bowl, but we limped out of the gates, and after we got our asses kicked on Monday Night Football by the 49ers, I still can remember talk of Walsh being fired in midseason. Didn't happen at the end of the season, of course. You know what happened to those two. Shell and Walsh both got the big behootie. Got on out of here. Uh, I've got, he says, he's, I've gotten in fights for old Al and the Raiders. I've been on this planet for 30 years. I can remember watching the silver and black from 25 of them. My loyalty is undeniable. So it pains me to see uh, this, this shit that really stinks. 
and it's hard <laughs> it's hard to whitewash uh, a heap of dung like Tom Walsh. And he's the optimist, keep the faith, because someone needs to. And that's right, the assassin's always telling me to keep the faith. I love that. It's a good thing. I am keeping the faith. And I'm going to throw something at you Raider fans tonight. I'm going to throw something that you you guys need to know, because it's very important. And I'll do that after I finish this comment section of this page. Now, here's another one. Raider Mike, Kerry Collins. I hope we get rid of Kerry Bambi Collins. That's pretty good. I just watched the Game of the Week recap and NFL Network. Raiders at Patriots, Week 1. During the game, Frank Gifford says, Kerry Collins is way too inconsistent to be a real factor for the Raiders. Talk about nailing it right on the head. That was only in Week 1. I agree with you with what you said on your last podcast. I would love to see Drew Brees in silver and black. Uh, but Kitna, Josh McGowan, or even Aaron Brooks over the ultimate turnover machine. That's Kerry Collins, the ultimate turnover machine. Love your podcast, Keep the Faith. See, he's another guy, Keep the Faith. P.S. What's up with Tom Walshire? Well, I can tell you at the end of this little thing here, I'm going to tell all the Raider fans what I think about the whole hiring. Have had time to think about it. I've had time to think about it, and I'm going to let you guys know. And so I got this one comment here. It's from Vern. Vern at Hotbell.com. Vern is, he says here, the subject is Westside Pirates Column. Shameless copying, word for word, of Westside Pirates Column, an article on Tom Walsh. If you do this, you at least have to give the author credit. So he's slamming me for plagiarism and copying uh, the Westside Pirate. And I did say the West Side Pirate from the Raider News wrote the story. And I'll say it again. That whole piece on Tom Walsh was written by the West Side Pirate on Tom Walsh. And it was in the Raider News. I said it then and I'll say it again. And I'm proud to say that because Raider fans, I have my own stories and you know them. That You know, you know when you hear them. And you'll know it when I tell you somebody else's stories. Like I've many times I've talked about Sean's takes and I've done his blogs and I've talked about his haikus and many other writers. Um, you know, the asshole of the year, Ray Ratto. I've talked to you about his stories and I've talked about his stories. And so I'm not afraid and I'm certainly not afraid to tell you where this information comes from. Matter of fact, I'm doggone proud of it because those people writing it deserve every bit of the credit because it's a very difficult thing to do. So I'm sorry, not, Vern, that you got that opinion. Perhaps you should listen to the whole podcast and then you'll get what I meant at the end. And from now on, I'm going to put that stuff at the beginning because and maybe that's going to help things out. And of course, my good buddy, the Bald Raider, Randy, my partner, he's, you know, he called it like it was. And if you guys want to go to RaiderNationPodcast.com, you can see his take. Um, it's kind of long, but he explains exactly who I am. Randy has a great shot of me in this comment. And it, you know, it just talks about, you know, hey, I'm just a fireman and a passionate silver and black bleeding fan that wanted to have the fans across the country that didn't get Raider news have a possibility to get the inside scoop. 
and be able to see the games. I wanted people in, that couldn't go to the Coliseum to, to get the feeling of the tailgate and, and the whole rhythm of what's going on in the tailgate before the game. Because that, my friends, if you have been to a Raider game in Oakland, it is the bomb, the energy. It's pumped up. It's pure Raiderism. It's, it's, it's a magical thing. As stupid as that thing sounds, it's magical, man. It's an awesome thing. And it's hard to describe. It's just you got to be there. That's all I got to tell you. You got to get you on a bus or a plane or a boat or whatever and take your ass to a game. And then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll be able to afford it this year because them seats are cheap. So get on there and get on over to the Coliseum, support our team, check it out, scream your head off, be as obnoxious as you want, because that's who we are, the Raider Nation. And then Sean from the Raider Take comes in, and he says he's with Randy, too. I'm going to read his. I, too, thought that Greg was clear at the end of his monologue on Tom Walsh that he was incorporating information published by RaiderNews.com he has been kind enough to reference my blog on several occasions and has always given credit where credit is due, for which I am appreciative. This is a non-issue, and I agree. Uh, now, how about the QB situation? Now, that's an issue. Cheers, Sean. Thank you, Sean, my brother. You're awesome. You're a true fan and, and a true friend, and thank you. I'm not trying to defend myself here. I'm just calling the facts like I see them. And I did email um, Vern back, and I said, hey, man, untwist your panties, because it's, it's not all about that. We're all a rare nation. And I tried to explain to him exactly the same thing that these two fine gentlemen did, and that's what happens. So moving on to my last, very last part of this podcast, which I think is the very most important This is something that I think all the Raider Nation needs to think about because I know that I have. And I know that you have too. And because of all the forums and all the things that I've told you about in the last couple of weeks about how the Raider fans are pissed, some are disappointed, some are standing up for Al. There's a lot of infighting on what's going on with the coach hiring. Why do we have such such poor coaches like Tom Walsh and John Shoup, and why didn't we get someone good? You know, all the issues we've been talking about. And I sat down, and I had to think about what every coach, what they brought to the table. Okay? Shell brings to the table a commanding presence. He brings wisdom. He brings intensity. And he brings the rings. And he also brings the attitude and that nasty we've been talking about. That's what he brings. Now, what Tom Walsh brings, I'll tell you what Tom Walsh brings right now. He brings a direct line from Al Davis's office, wherever it may be, up there on the game, right to the field, and puts it into play. And just listen for a second what I'm talking about here. I think that there couldn't be any any more obvious, I'll call them yes men, and I don't mean that to be in a negative sense. And just hear me out here. These two guys, whatever Al says, you can bet that that's going to happen. 
And the whole coaching staff is going to move when Al says move. Now, it's not like they didn't do it before, but there are a whole lot of egos in the way. And some things I'm sure didn't go exactly the way Al wanted them to. And then there were issues. You know, with Gruden, with Callahan, with Shanahan. Al wanted things done a certain way, and they just didn't get done the way he wanted them done. Al Davis is using a walker. His health is poor. Um, I feel bad for the guy. He didn't make it to the combine. And let's look at where Al's coming from. Al's a hard guy to figure out, but not really. He's been pretty consistent all these years. So here's a man who loves football with a passion, who loves victory. He loves to be in the limelight. He's got a big, huge ego to feed. And he's looking at his twilight in his years. He's looking at the end of his time here. He's looking at possibility of losing this team in the next year or two to something. It could be a stroke. It could be, uh, you know, I don't wish any of this stuff on him, but he's looking at it that way. You know, he's in very poor health. He has poor circulation. So here's a man who sees that, you know what? I've been a coach and I've been working this team for all these years. I am going to give it one final shot right here, right now, and run the offense like I know I should, just like we did back in the day, the long ball offense with none of this fancy stuff. I'm going to get me some big players in there, and I'm going to make this long ball offense work without any interruption from any coaches telling me what I should and shouldn't do and what the players can and can't do. I'm not doing that. I am going to run this offense totally. And instead of being obvious about it, he is going to put in two guys that can do all the footwork for him when he needs things done. You know, Al has like 20 TVs in his office and he watches every aspect of training camp. And he used to go down there in training camp and watch the whole camp, walk around, talk to the guys, talk to the coaches, talk about schemes. He was right in there. He's not going to be able to do that, but he sure is going to be able to see in the cameras what's going on. And he can better believe he's going to be in the ear of those coaches as well, telling them what he wants and how he wants to do things. And Raider fans, that's exactly what he needs to be doing because he's going to run our offense, Raider fans, like it or not. And let me tell you this, God bless him for it. Because if I were in that situation, hell, I'd do the same damn thing. I'd run that team because I've been doing it so long. And if I saw that I might not be around to see the next day, well, you better bet your ass that I'm going to make my best shot to try to get my team back on top and do it my way. Not some young quarterback, not some, I mean, not some young coach who's going to be telling me what he's going to do and not be involved in it, because I'm just going to dry up and die if that happens. Al is not going to stop working. And as far as his work is concerned, it's the offense. And he's going to do it. He's going to run it the way he wants to run it. He's going to get the players that he wants to get. And he's going to run this next year. It's going to be all Al Davis. That I am 99% sure of, without a doubt. So, I tell you, Raider Nation, 
from the Raider Nation podcast, rest easy. For no matter what happens next year, if we win, if we lose, remember, the man calling the plays is our Al Davis, the founder, the father, the very soul of the Oakland Raiders. He's looking at the twilight, and he's got to go out with a big bang. Let's just all get together and hope he can do it and support him in the stands. Fill them stands up, man, for Al. Fill them up for him. Because if he's doing this, this could be his last season. You know what? That's something to say. You know, I was there the last season Al Davis coached a team because he's going to coach his team whether we like it or not. So we better jump on board and support this guy because he is the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, I hate to even think about what happens when Al passes on. I'm sure that freaks everybody out. And in that, I will leave it at that. But that's my theory. I think it's pretty strong. I'd love to have anybody else comment on that on the comment section. Please get down on it, RaiderNationPodcast.com. Let me know your opinion on that piece because in reality, all the pieces fall together and point directly to Al Davis being the show right there. He's going to run this offense every play, every down, the way he wants to. And he's going to try to make it victorious for us. He's not. He's going in there for victory, man. He ain't messing around. He's doing it the real deal. And he's going to give it the last part of his life. He's not going to Tahiti. He's not taking off on a vacation somewhere. Al Davis is the Raiders, and he will take us as far as he physically and mentally can. And man, come on, fans. I was pissed at first. I was sour. I'm telling you. But if you really think about what's happening right now, I kind of have a good feeling about this team. I have a good feeling about the fans who are going to see Al in the twilight of his life. The fans that see him go out, I'd love to see Al Davis go out on top. Now, that would be a dream that I'd like to see. Not so much for me to win, or, you know, our team to win. I'd love to see the victory, but, you know, I just hate to see him go out on a negative. So we got to help him out. Got to help out them Raiders. Get them season tickets. Buy those tickets. No PSLs. Get your butts in the seats. Better yet, Get your butts in that parking lot and let's party up because I'm going to have a Raider Nation podcast tailgate to beat the band next season because I'm going to celebrate the Al Davis year. It's going to be the Al Davis year right here because if anybody asks you who the coach of the Oakland Raiders is, you tell them it's Al Davis. He's running the show. The only owner in football that's running the offense. And that's a true story. And I'm sticking to it. So, like I said, any comments, please put them on RaiderNationPodcast.com. Please don't forget the Frapper because we need to see everybody's face on there. We got Santa on there too. We got Santa Claus Frapper on there. We got some great fans. Dave Chapman is in there. We got the the Tokyo Japan contingent of the Raider Nation. We got Raiders from Guatemala and Italy that email us and that. Uh, you know what? I love the doing this. You know why I love doing this? Because I love you guys. 
you guys give me the inspiration to bring it on. And so I'm bringing it on, man. I'm bringing on the theory I got here at the Raider Nation podcast. Don't forget to vote Podcast Alley because we did punk Charger Ray pretty good. He, uh, along with his his blog and his uh, his little site that has uh, Raiders suck, Raiders suck, Raiders suck, mysteriously somehow a huge and I mean a half of a page Raider Nation podcast sticker was put right in the middle of his forum. I'm telling you, it was so obnoxious, it was beautiful. I wish you guys could have seen it. Uh, and so he had to delete his entire forum to get rid of it. <laughs> uh, but hey, it was all in, it was all fun and games. It was an open forum, so I just put my comment and my little uh, Renovation Podcast symbol on there. It was a beautiful thing. You guys would have laughed your asses off. It was so funny. My kids, my wife had tears come out of her eyes. It was beautiful. Randy, too. Randy did a great job. So that'll show those guys. They called me out last year and said we were going to do a podcast and rip each other, see who could end up on the real deal. And he never called me back after I told him one thing. Well, don't forget to bring your trophies. Not. Yeah, they're still pining about their football. They single football Super Bowl they went to. Uh, back in the day, yeah, well, talk to me again, Charger fan, Charger Ray. He's on Podcast Alley, too. You should check him out, too. Give him a comment for me. I'd love it. They always say Raiders suck. They're so original. Them and the Chiefs. The Raiders suck. Raiders suck. Give me a break. Why don't you come up with some significant insults? If you're going to say something, you know, let it out. Like, you know, the bolts blow and they drink OPB beer. Hey, you know, there's an insult for you. Hey, Bolts, shake those rings. Oh, not those nose rings. That's right. That's right. This stuff like that gets down harsh. You got to keep the antics up, man, because we're playing those guys two times, and I hope we punk them both with good old Al behind the wheel. Raider Nation, thank you for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. As always, it is my pleasure to fill in the Raider Nation on what the haps are. And I'll do a little better job. I'll be leaving here to go to Las Vegas. It's my birthday coming up. So I got to celebrate a little bit. And my buddy's from coming from Florida and we're getting on it. We're going to have some fun. And guess what I packed? All my Raider gear. I'm raidering up, man. I'm going to drag this stuff into Nevada being loud, proud, and silver and black. I love it. I just love it. So you guys hang in there. I'll be back next week with another Raider Nation podcast with some news. Whatever happens will be happening on the Raider Nation podcast. Thank you, fans, for tuning in. And this is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.